Okay. Welcome to the Bear Tiger Pod. We've got a special one here. We've um, popped into the, the showroom at Jay Lindeberg in, where are we here? Shoreditch? Shoreditch. We're in Shoreditch. Hipster town. Hipster town. That's, that's right. <laughs> There's a small story behind this. We've got one of our main main men on guest here, Jack Norman, who's uh, our point man at JL and a bit of a legend <laughs> around our golf and stuff. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Good thanks man. Thanks for coming down. So the small story is that um, I set off this morning and running a bit late because there's a bit of traffic and so forth. So I just text, I text Jack and I was like, right, hello mate, just running a bit late, you know, is it okay if you go half an hour later? And he's obviously just texted me back saying, it's Tuesday, <laughs> we're in for Wednesday. And today's Tuesday. So, uh, but being the great man he is, he's accommodated and he's, he's coming to the showroom especially for us. It's all about flexibility. It is, yeah. There's not many people who've got that flexibility. But he's one of those people. <laughs> Hence why we like hanging out with him. Yeah. So, mate, thanks for coming and talking with us. And yeah, Thanks for having me. We'll talk a bit about your story and so forth and a bit about JL and a bunch of stuff, really. So I'd like to start out with a bit of your journey in golf. Like, I know where you are now, which is golf pervert, <laughs> loves it, uh, all the, like, yes, all the fashion side of it, but like the retro clubs and yeah. the, the single strap bag and is more than happy to rock up at a golf club in a t-shirt, no collar. That's how he rolls. But where did it all start? Well, I mean, going back, back in the day when I was growing up, I was, you know, a very keen footballer. I was very close to making it, I would say, at plenty of academies and football was my life. So I always say to my dad, like when we're walking down a fairway, when I've smoked a drive, like, why didn't you make me play golf more when I was younger? <laughs> but I was like literally addicted to football. What position was, did you play? Well, debatable. I was a very good striker, like okay. scoring 20 goals a season, but I thought I was a midfielder. I mean, I think a lot of, because I wanted more you of wanted, the ball. You wanted to hit the ball a bit more. Yeah. So I think the, 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 the good in between is a, a 10. I'm a good 10. Okay. Um, but yeah, my dad, I would go through on goal. So a bit of a Wayne Rooney, just I'll, more Mi- more Michael Owen, I would say, okay. like is my traditional style. But I think okay. I developed my game as I went on to be a bit more of a creative midfielder, attacker. But in front of goal, I was lethal. My dad would say, nine times out of ten, you're going to score. That and right? that's the mentality that I had. That was it. So I would say that I've always been like naturally into sports. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, I joke with my wife all the time because she hates how much sport is on in the house. But like when we were growing up, the TV was not off. There was always some type of sport on TV, like long marathons of golf or, you know, four games of football a day. Like that was kind of what we were used to in the Just house. Just back to back. Like it's no, no holes barred. No, like even, even now she uh, like, we'll go out and I'll leave the golf on so I can see like where we're at when we come back out from like walking the dog. Love she th- finds that ridiculous, but Love that's it. like, you know, so you can see it when you're walking down the stairs. So, um, <laughs> was always surrounded by sport. I would say that I'm someone who does everything with like a full heart and like no expense spared, you know, no time spared. It's like all or nothing. So, uh, the football career didn't really work out for me. And as most footballers do turn to golf. I was actually living at home my final year of uni is like when I really got into golf. So that must have been like... Relatively late. Had you started to golf before? Or or was it quite late when you got into golf? Yeah, I mean, I could swing a a club, but, you know, it was more like you'd rock up at a charity day or like twice a year playing off 26 or something and like hit a ball. and people People would be like, how are you playing off 26? Like I played twice a year, mate. You know, like... um, So I I had like maybe a six-month period 
when I was about 20, 21, where I played quite a bit, got down to an 18. And um, so that was like your time when you kind of became a golfer. So that was like, yeah, right. yeah. But then I moved to London. Right. And then golf went out the window. <laughs> so where did you grow up? I was born in York and then right. uh, grew up in Southampton. So moved yeah. there when I was about five. Okay. But yeah, it was like, there was actually no time in the week at all. To, like I literally had played football every single day. Yeah. Like there was training so or living the dream basically. Living the dream, buying loads of football boots with all my pocket money. What boots did you have? I was an Addy man. Is that right? But then when What about I, Predators? Predators always. Yeah. Or F fifties when they came out. But right. then later on down the line, like when I was fifteen, sixteen, I got sponsored by Mizuno oh, for a nice. couple of years. Okay. So they were decent. Yeah. Like, nice. uh, yeah, the Morelias. So how many boots a season? It's more like how many boots a week. <laughs> is that right? Go on. Could I only say yeah. this because I, I don't know if you know the story, but one of the guys we play golf with is, is John Terry mm. and he has a colossal amount of boots. So Still do, now. Do you know what how many pairs he used to wear? No. So he would wear brand new pair every training session. <laughs> then he would wear three boots a game. One in the warm-up, one in first half, one second half. Wow. It's like it's like 180 pairs of boots a season. It's, it's like a ridiculous amount. Are you up at, you're not up in those levels, though. Mizuno, you might put Mizuno out of business. Mm, no. So I used to, because I, my life was revolved around football. I used to coach as well. So like from when I was about 14, I had my first proper job. But it was like cash in hand. Used to get yeah. paid like £15 a session. Yeah. thought I was a massive high roller. And then what I used to do Balling is... out. It's like when I got... I used to get paid on a Tuesday. And so the coaching session was like from 3.30 to 4.30. And I used to get paid cash in hand. And then I used to ride my bike for about two and a half miles to the Sports Direct <laughs> and buy a new pair of football boots every single Brilliant. week. So it was, week, it was at least much. once a week. But then wow. I would say... And were they stacking up? Like, what's the old no, man no, I'm, a, I'm a proper Dell boy. So then I would go and sell them. Ah, right. Sell them to me mates or get sell you. them to some... Like, I remember one time I sold them to an opposition player after the match. <laughs> <laughs> a bit rough though no but I, th- I think I scored like a hat trick or something and he was like mate where'd you get those boots from and I think they were, they were actually a Mizuno pair so I was giving them but I was like mate do you want 50 quid <laughs> love it Fun oh. uh, yeah so anyway back to the back to the goal fun so enough then, you've ended up in selling clothes so that, that kind of works out you know you're training back then yeah. and now you're, yeah, you're in the industry yeah so when I moved to London I was I moved to London for law school but then was intent so on what age would that have been 21 right okay yeah, so I've been in London just under 10 years. Mm-hmm. Kind of sports went out the window. was trying to find myself in London. I had a dream to become like a retail store manager. Uh, so I've been through, you know, a lot of different paths in, in that journey, working at Selfridges, Browns. And then, yeah, probably five years into that. Well, no, actually not even five years. A couple of years into that, I met met a guy and we kicked it off really well. And we uh, he was very passionate about men's mental health probably around 2014, 2013. Mm-hmm. And I chewed his ear off for about a year and said, mate, I really want to like do this with you. And then we started a, a company. So did that for about five years, delivering workshops. We built our own workshop program around progressing modern masculinity and developing how men view the world and, you know, basically trying to combat male suicide, which is still the number one killer of men in the UK. So we did a lot of really good work and that took me to a lot of different places, made quite a lot of new friends along the way. And obviously pe- when you have like a mission like that, you feel very fulfilled, but also a lot of people kind of, res- you get respect from people that, because 
you know, we were, we were like 24, 25 year old guys, like touring around Europe, delivering workshops to like thousands of people. So yeah, yeah. it was, it was good. It was, in, it was very interesting, but then, you know, again, it was full throttle, wholehearted, yeah. no money. All in. Yeah. On buses at three o'clock in the morning, wow. traveling yeah. around, but it was great, you know, like yeah. for character building. That's pretty, that's amazing. Cause then that kind of like took us to a point where when we would have met, yeah, met at the London club. Was it, was it like a March? It was, it was no, cold. it was just before lockdown actually. It so it must have been February. February, yeah. We did a shoot, we actually did a shoot for JL. Yeah, that's right. So it was, um, so the shoot was at the London club for JL. There was uh, yourself, myself and uh, Harry Jameson. Yeah. And then, um, uh, was Rob there that day? Rob was there. Rob and Chris, Chris Watson from JL. And we had, I was had a photographer there and it was, can't remember exactly which range it was, but we had some yeah. stuff indoors. There was like a tie in there, wasn't there? And a bit yeah. of a kind of a smart look. So with some shots by the fire, which all looked quite fancy. And then we went out into the driving range, hit some balls and get some shots out there. And I just remember being outside and I think we, we had a compression top on, but it was yeah. like a t-shirt, compression top t-shirt and a, you know, little thin cardigan. And I remember just like absolutely just freezing our bollocks yeah. off on the range. And Harry wanted to play all 18. Yeah, and then we get out there, and obviously Harry's like he's buzzing, and he he's he's there. He, we got the new gear, we're at a nice golf course. He's like, right, let's go play. And we're, I'm thinking, and we did some shots on the putting green, and in between shots, I'm like borrowing Chris's like big jacket, big jacket to try yeah. and keep warm. And then like, right, but now we're going to go play, and uh, we get out in the golf course, and it's just so cold. And it, you know, it's the highest point in Kent as well, so just, it's exactly. so windy. <laughs> the wind's whipping across from the motorway, just yeah. like fine let's just get a couple of holes in and we'll just get out of here get back and have a hot chocolate and harry's there and he's just like right then what, what we're playing are we going to do 18 and i was thinking what what's yeah. this guy looking on? for his ball he was the first day as well. we're looking for a ball the first day. we need to, what we need to do we actually need to get on harry to chat about this i feel yeah. like we're talking to him about him being here <laughs> but it was quite a funny situation but we played yeah. a few holes then we had a good hit yeah and we had a good chat and you told me about the some of the workshops you were doing there and i think mm. you were doing one where you were going to go to yeah, You've we been to Jordan. Jordan. No, we're yeah. going to oh, Jordan. we went to Jordan. Yeah, went to Jordan, we were yeah. actually planning a retreat, but then obviously the lockdown. Yeah, then the lockdown all kind mm. of hit. But so. that's actually, I, so I met like Rob and Chris from JL through a mutual friend, and milk for tea was actually the first thing we talked about, and I think that's why they kind of liked me. Yeah. You know, we came into the showroom and actually, yeah, had like a proper conversation about. Well, that's stuff. what that's one of the things that, that which has been like what I like about part of what I like about JL. Like, yes, I'm an ambassador and so forth, but. Essentially, you know, I've been with other clothing companies, which mm. is kind of generic. It's like, you know, they're going to, you have a contract and you do a certain amount of days and you wear the gear that they want yeah. you to wear at the time. And it's it's fine. You know, it's part of the, you know, it's part of the run the mill of being in the golf business. But what I love about JL is the first part is like the attitude and the people that are mm. involved. And then on top of that, there's some like really like sick gear basically, yeah. which, and there's that freedom to be like, you know, I can wear the stuff that I like. And yeah, and it does help that I like almost everything in there, <laughs> but I'm allowed to be myself in in this space. And it's probably a bit like yourself, really, like just what you said there about like Chris and Rob, you know, that you made that connection relationship with yeah. them early for something which is not just, obviously you look nice in their clothes. Obviously I wouldn't have picked you. I think you had long hair then. I did have long yeah, hair. He's, he's cut it all off now. Um, off. Yeah, just keeps with the long hair, <laughs> that part of it. But there's a, there's, there's a small depth to the yeah. to the whole, I, I almost don't even seem like, it is a company, but almost depth to the whole brand of yeah. everything it's about really. That's what we're trying to create with, you know, some of the stories that we're telling now as well. It's not just about 
you know, creating nice gear that people can wear. There's also something behind it, you know, or events or whatever that we create. There's always, you know, that extra layer, which. Because like, there's like a feel and attitude to the whole to the whole thing, yeah. really. Well, which it is... needs to be intentional. It's the same with what we did in Milk for Tea. It's like, I'm not going to come in here and stand in there without an agenda, really. You know, obviously I want to meet nice people and yeah. I want to have a connection with them. But there's also things that I feel like we should be talking about. And it's the same in the golfing world. I feel like we now have a responsibility or I have a, I have a responsibility as like a member of this brand mm-hmm. to like portray through what we're doing. Yeah. So it's a great opportunity, isn't it, to do yeah. that? Because, you know, you've got kind of got a bit of a platform and access and be around just mm. good people. Yeah. And, you know, which is which is amazing because not everyone has that. And if you do have it, it is quite nice that mm. you know, someone like yourself has recognised that. And also from your background, your background is from, to this point, you're like obviously a, an avid sports fan, mm. golfer, and then you've dipped into like, you know, the mental health area, which now, you know, is becoming more more talked about, which is great, really, which yeah. is essentially it, isn't it? Could we, you know, as a guy, you know, even my dad, my dad's, you know, is a, you know, from a West Indian background, it's very much like, you know, the man does this and the act a certain way yeah. and you can't cry and all that sort of stuff. You have to be like almost a bit cold in, in a funny way. Whereas now we're into a realm of like, oh, you're allowed to like, you're allowed to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's okay. And everyone deals with it differently. Sure. And, um, you know, it's a bit softer. I mean, I'm, and amazingly enough, my dad's now not, you know, he's, he probably won't want me to say his age really. He's, he's north of 60. But I can even know he's softened because of how I've chatted to him about things, which yep. he didn't know, which is a bit of a weird, it's a weird thing for me because mm. I've almost changed his attitude. Whereas, you know, you look up to older people, you, you think, think wherever they say around. goes, yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. So it's definitely... That generational uh, shift, you know, I feel feel like it's been much more aggressive. Mm. Oh, I felt it a lot more in the last couple of years, I would yeah. say. Very much more expressive, mm. much more about individualism. I think when I was growing up, it was probably a, bit, a little bit more about being within the crowd. Like I never really felt like I fitted in because right. I always wanted to be different, yeah. but society kind of told you not to be. So you wanted to be different, but you felt like you couldn't, mm. shouldn't be different. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to be liked, don't you? And you want to have like a good set of people around you. But if you look back on it, really, like there was decisions that you probably made or, things that you bought or mm-hmm. things that you went to, which was actually not really the most genuine choice that you could have made. Yeah. But again, it's all about recognising yeah. that. Which, which kind of brings us to that word that we chatted about a bit before we started type recording was disruptive, really. Yeah. Which, you know, in your own personal character, you know, almost a bit of a disruptor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would like to think that I've tried to do some things which also are a little bit disruptive and as does JL as a brand, yeah. disruptive and that's like but I mean that not in the negative connotation which it could be taken but in yeah. a in a positive way you know there's other stuff going in, on in golf right now which kind of seems like it's a disruptor is it for good we're not too sure yet mm. but actually going out of our way to be disruptive and just be ourselves really yeah and be disruptive in that way I mean, my example like in golf is well I've got a million examples but one of them which really sticks out with me is I've got a little lad he's now eight but uh, two years ago he's like six six, seven years old, and we go up to the golf club, we go up to Wisley Golf Club where I'm a member, which is a nice golf club, and he's not really into golf, but I want to take him up to the range on a Sunday. Mm. He's like, yeah, I'll get me up for that. So I'm buzzing now because my little boy wants to come golf with me. Yeah. And I bought him a little golf hat and he puts it on, lovely. And we start walking out to the range and I'm like walking up there, carrying his clubs, and then he um, he stops just as we're about to go into the bays. And there's a few people in there mm. in the driving range. He goes, one second, takes his hat off. What are we doing? Take your hat off. That's the golf hat. 
And he just reached into his pocket and just pulls out his Captain America full face mask. Legend. Puts it over his head, pulls it right down over his face. He's like, right, I'm ready now. And I went to say to him, no, no, you can't wear that because he's gold. And I thought to myself, yeah. if I say that to him, he's completely fine being like that. Mm. So like, it's not to me to tell him he can't do it. Exactly. As long as he's cool with it, he's cool with it. And I had to like kind of bite my tongue and be like, yeah, oh, that's all right. And then he walks in there and, you know, people then, you know, give him a little smile, a little fist bump. And oh, that's great. And I'm thinking I was about to stop him from doing, mm. from being himself there, but he was completely cool with it. So it was actually my problem yeah, I, that yeah. I needed to get over. And that's kind of what we see a bit in golf. It's actually like, you know, if you want to dress a certain way and you're comfortable with that, that's what you should do. Mm. It's actually other people. It's a bit weird that other people are a bit uncomfortable with the way that another person kind of dresses. As long as they're acting, you know, in the right way and, you know, appropriately. And that's, and I guess that kind of brings us to like a bit where we're, we're you know, we're sat here in this, in this showroom at jail with like, you know, all the different like colors and designs and ethos of the brand, which, you know, jail for me was the first brand that decided actually we're going to do something different here. Yeah. And it became popular early on with, you know, it was kind of set around if my memory was like, it was like the first brand to come out with white belts, like, which it was not as big a thing now, but that that was at the Back time the it was tables, it was a, yeah. that was a that was a big move, and then it kind of evolved into like I can wear all the Scandinavian lads will wear it, and you're thinking actually they kind of look pretty cool. Mm. Like you wouldn't necessarily wear the the, the orange trousers or Pink, white trousers, yeah, yeah. you know, to outside of golf. But then it kind of evolved into like actually this is just fashion, mm. yeah. and it moved, and it somehow integrated like golf and lifestyle and fashion, and then it just has completely moved into like I can now wear this. And I can Wherever. walk straight yeah, off the golf course and go yeah. somewhere else. I feel very impassioned about this this topic because um, there's been places that I've walked into and said they said, you need to have a collar on. And I always say to them, this is a golf top. And if Tiger Woods was wearing this, <laughs> would you turn him away? Tiger also wore a mock neck on the... I think the, the thing, I saw it on Instagram from, from a profile, I think you should dress for where you're going. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It's fine wearing probably like tracksuit shorts or a little bit more of a casual approach if you're going to a local muni. I think that's completely fine. Mm-hmm. If you're going, like I just played Wentworth at the weekend, I know that it's a little bit more modern. And usually whoever I'm playing with, I ask. <laughs> but, I, you know, I wore trousers mm-hmm. and I wore a mock neck top and it was fine. My whole thing is like, if you're a member of these clubs, like, why, is it, why does it bother you? Yeah. Because it's not going to change your round of golf. And actually, for me, it's similar with your son. When I'm wearing a collar, I actually don't play very well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a mental side of things yeah. where I just don't actually feel that comfortable. It's just not yeah. who I am. So I want to go out onto the golf course and express who I am, whether I have all my clubs customised and they're vintage and yeah. have a single strap bag. Or We'll, talk, we'll get to that, that little yeah, bit. We'll get to the, all that. Golf, but, yeah, um, yeah it's, um, I think... You know, the the game is super exciting because after lockdown, we have like 2 million new golfers in the UK who are young, who want to go out and have fun. You know, they don't really care about their score. They don't really care about handicaps. And, and I, I think I still think it's really funny in, in the modern day of golf. The first question that a lot of people ask you is like, what you play off? And my answer is usually, I don't care. Like, yeah. you know... A handicap's a handicap, isn't it? Why are you limited by that? Some days yeah. I'll go out and I'll, you know, hit four birdies. The other days I'll hit four double bogeys. Yeah. Like, that's just the way that golf is. And unless you're literally operating at that top level and you're, you know, 
I saw something about John Rahm's schedule the other day and he literally, it's like a full-time job. Yeah, literally. And you actually have to. And extra. And yeah. extra. So we need to manage our expectations about what is possible. <laughs> There's a reason that these some of these players are so good. You know, like you've been around, like we had the event up at the Open Championship and got to you know, Victor Hovland come along yeah. and obviously like Nelly Cord is part of it. There's a reason that those people are like where they are. Yeah. And it's, yes, they've got the talent, but... They commit all their hours into doing that part of it. But then there's this other part of golf, which you've explained really, really nicely there, which from a personal point of view, I've started to understand more over the last few years and kind of fallen in love with golf in a different way. Yeah. I've been obsessed by golf and I'm happy to say that since I started playing. Mm. But I started to fall in love with it for a different reason, which is for all those reasons to go out and be outdoors been the first bit and and then you know getting some exercise walking around doing something which you know what i'm going to be here and present for yeah. two hours hour two hours four hours and then like you said there like and then and there's all those other little pieces of like actually quite like now going to golf just being able to like put on clothes which i know are just slightly on the side of like just slightly offside of like are you allowed to wear that or not yeah. but like knowing that like I, I quite like is for me, I'm not just saying it because we're sat in this showroom. It's like I can turn to someone and go, where's well, JL? And everyone knows that's yeah. a golf brand. So everyone comes over and goes, you can't wear that. Go, well, it's his it's golf. So, golf so, so, so you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I almost love that part of it. That, that's got nothing to do with how many shots I have that day. Like, yes, I like to compete and that sort of stuff. But actually now I enjoy There's it all the time for parts. that though, isn't there? Yeah. Like, I love the walk. I love mm-hmm. spending time with my old man, you know, making new friends. I think you can learn a lot about someone on a golf course. What um, time, You never get to spend two hours with somebody these days, yeah. two hours or four hours. Yeah. Unless it's on a, you know, out on a birthday or a night out. You don't really actually get to well, do that Well, still people, then yeah. it's like, it's different, Broken isn't it? And, yeah, yeah, I think some of the best relationships that I've made recently have been on a golf course mm-hmm. from someone that I've, you know, either I've met once before and it's whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or if it's I'm meeting them the first time, like instantly you have some sort of bond and even if your lives are very different outside of the game, mm-hmm. if you connect in a certain way on the course, then your lives are very similar on the course. Yeah, like your outlook so. is, and I think there's a great community on Instagram. Again, like I think social media sometimes gets a bad rap, but you're able now you're able to curate it. So I've been quite intentional about, especially working in golf, like what I actually see, mm-hmm. you know. And again, a lot of these people that who are doing really good for the game, it's not about scores. It's about like being fully expressive of yourself exactly. on the golf course. Yep. So, yeah, I mean that's and that's that's such a big piece because that that's kind of brings into some other parts of like you know golf has been open to for a long time, which for me the more we like kind of delved into it is it's it's lazy mm. to say it's open to. What that's really saying is like we're you know we as a community that have always been in golf, we're playing for golf. You look, you guys can go and play golf as well. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's not enough because, you know, golf brings so much to so many different people and actually making it welcoming, accessible mm-hmm. and making it something that people want to do. Yeah. And then once they come in, because getting people into golf is actually quite easy because with Top Golf, with uh, Crazy Golf, people yeah. get introduced by family. That bit is actually relatively easy getting people to try golf. Most people say, oh, I understand now and I like this game. This is fun. But it's that next bit of like, but where do I go from here? Yeah. Like, and you need How to, can I afford a hundred quid rounds? How can I afford a two grand set of clubs? Yeah, like, exactly, and that's and that's the mind. The mindset is is that's what you need to do. But then if we start talking about like gear, like you and I, like on a Sunday night, like we may be watching the golf or whatever day it is, 
we're texting each other like I've just seen this on eBay mm. you know a, a set of vintage golf clubs or whatever it is like this is only like yeah. that and that's that's the part of which is another part of golf which we can open that out to people all of a sudden like that just people can recognise that because that's what they would normally normally do because like you know you just bought a set of vintage tailor-mades Muir is actually Muir, what they, he, he hasn't told me about this I've no, seen the tailor-mades he's now yeah, dropping the, this down well, there. no they're tailor-made 300s but they're Muir forged well there that's we go the reason why I bought them <laughs> which is which but that is that's prime right so that's like Muir obviously a Japanese brand Japanese steel and it's known as being like a kind of piercing resistance What's it like 50, of, 50 hand touch steps yeah into just each handmade head. just yeah. the bollocks of a golf club basically yeah. but Getting further in and finding out actually these tailor made three hundreds, three hundreds. What did you say? They're the bollocks. <laughs> They're the bollocks. Yeah, exactly. You found a way. You've gone on eBay and not paid the what a set of mirrors have got to be two and a half grand. Well, my dad, my dad than. got a set, and yeah, they were about two grand, I think. Yeah, which you know what? Which for some people, if they've got the cash, yeah. that's their flex. And that's oh, what but they he wanted do. to do that. He yeah, wanted brilliant. To yeah, it's, and it's and it's status and it's profile. Like oh, that's that's wicked. But what? There's another way. Like because you're more retro about about mm. the way you go about things. So as much as you you'd be happy going if you had like you know two grand in your budget to go and drop in a set of clubs, you're also like actually this is quite cool mm. doing it this way. And yeah. that is like another part of golf. Well, I think, again... That it's like, not tapped into enough. No, well, I mean, they were 300 quid yeah. and I got two wedges and they're like butter. Happy days, you're and, flying. You know, and uh, part of the love of golf is the equipment for me. And it's like... And part of it is probably searching around eBay for a little gym. Oh, that is exactly what I was doing. Yeah. I li- we, li- we were literally on our mini moon and I bought them <laughs> and I drove on the way home as a detour to go and pick them up because I was playing the next day and I was just so excited, but... Yeah, I think you've got, you've actually... The missus must have been thinking, what, is this, is no, this she, really happening? She yeah. embraces it now. Come on. Um, <laughs> She's married she you. She's had my, to accept uh, it. She knows how full throttle I go with things. No, um, you, I think you, with that, there's so many good clubs on the market, but you just have to be really intentional with it. Understand that that approach is not for everyone and that is completely fine. I actually think they're the best irons that I've ever had. <laughs> and I know that's a bold statement, but I think they are because of the story behind them. I quite like that someone else has had a story with them. Yeah. I'm now like in the process of, I've just bought the shafts that I really want that suit my game. I managed to get some ferrules from the US, like sent over, which are bright pink, yeah. so like to match the Robbie collection. Decent, yeah. I kind of want to have every grip different on them. So I can not, I don't just have to have one set of grips, you know, and that's just my style. What's well, so every, all different <laughs> grips, all different clubs. So I've been doing a bit love of an it, eBay eBay haul on on different grips that I like. I mean, I was kind of inspired by the fact that a lot of people on eBay just have odds. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's this really amazing lambkin that I was following for, like, yeah, watching on eBay for a long time. I mean, it's only a tenner, but I was like... Yeah. Um, I think I messaged the, the guy, like, the same message three times, like, mate, have you got eight, have you got eight of these? <laughs> He's like, no, mate, there's only, only one. And in the end, I just thought, right, I'm going to buy one of those. I'm going to buy, like, another, what are they, what are the vintage Golf Pride ones? Oh, the uh, the Victory 2000s. Yeah, so I got... Oh, that some, is such a pure grip, that. Got some of those. The chords, um, and the bollocks. Yeah, so just, um, yeah, I mean, that's the fun of it for me. And then when you're on the course, like, once I've done all that and I've got my bag together and I've, you know kind of built my bag in the weird way that I like to build it that suits my game I feel comfortable and that's when I go and shoot the best yeah. the best or but hit then the it, best ball as you say like it, 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 you hit a few good shots it's not even about the score at that point because you're out there you know kind of yeah. living golf how you want to live it yeah. hopefully 
you do hit like nice little rip draws. Yeah. You know, you're banging the putts in. But if you don't, you still like you still living your mm. your golfing lifestyle the way that you want to live it, not how some old geezer down who's you know has his same cheese toasty. Yeah, he sits in the corner of the clubhouse. Which, by the way, he's hundred percent allowed to do that. Yeah, but that's he can't his experience of golf. Yeah, but it's cool. also like I don't tell him how he should experience the game, and he doesn't really have a right to tell me how to experience the game. But now I'm kind of at that point where I wouldn't listen anyway. You know, yeah, being old, on, old you know, enough and ugly enough. To yeah, say well, that, oh, and also being on late, enough like, places. You know, yeah. like when we played at the Wisley, I was obviously a little bit like, oh, do I need to wear this? And as soon as you've kind of been on those places and know what is acceptable yeah. again you've got to dress for the occasion so it's not like you're rocking up looking scruffy yeah or you know if you do it in the right way it's well with is kind of a good example because it is you know it is a um it's quite a modern club but you know it's quite well known and it's a very lovely lovely golf course and so forth which people can hold in a certain esteem think oh maybe i should be a bit nervous here and mm. act, act a certain way but their rule uh, we had a discussion about a, a year and a, and a half ago about wearing a hat back because I'm wearing my hat back because now I just turn it around sometimes. From mm. what you said, really, I mean, there's been times when I've recorded stuff in front of the camera and I had to intro myself for something, for something we were doing for the Bear Tiger and it just didn't feel right. And then I just thought to myself, what am I doing? Like, yeah. if I turn my hat backwards, I feel like I'm a bit more relaxed now. And I did a completely much better intro to myself because mm. it was like the one time yeah. I'm like, I'm not on Sky, I can do how I want to do it. It makes you feel a certain way and I, and it and, and there was a question came up, like, that I was like, oh, you've got to turn your hat around. I was at the golf club. And I was a bit like, I'm not sure if that's natural rule. No. And so there was no confrontation. It was just like, we need to find that out. Because mm. at the time, it did make me feel a bit uncomfortable. And I thought, God, I'm, I'm, at the time, I'm a 38-year-old guy, pro, been in golf for 20 years. And I feel a bit uncomfortable. Like, wow, what does, like, a new golfer feel like yeah. who's been playing for two weeks? If it was me, I'd think, I don't want to do that anymore. I'd be gone. Anyway, so it was no confrontation. And we were like, yeah, let's find out. As it turned out, it wasn't a rule. And then they went out of their way to redo the dress code just to make it really clear. And and the new rule is appropriate dress. Yeah. So appropriate dress is kind of what you said. You kind of dress for the occasion. You know, you're not turn mm. up with no shirt on, swim trunks. You turn up in golf wear and it's appropriate for what you see it as, yeah. which is all of a sudden that's now a place that I want to be. I wanted to be there before anyway because it's got pure greens and stuff. Yeah. But but I'm happy to go there and take the family there and that sort of stuff, which is, you know, it's now such a welcoming place. Mm. And I think that's, that's something we we want to get out there more and more and, you know, disrupt, you know, disrupt the golfing world in a yeah. good way. Well, hopefully it'll get to a point where that's just the norm and it's yeah. not a disruption. And I think, you know, we, I mean, I think I say it every season, but like this is, you're sitting and viewing SS23, so which will launch next March, yeah, March, April time. But, you know, we've started to push the boundaries and, you know, we've even got fashion in the in the other part of the showroom. And, like, you could do a curated edit of the fashion stuff to wear on the golf course. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm going to a couple of golf days in the next couple of weeks and I'll be taking some of the fashion bits. I won't even be touching the golf. Because, <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, if we were sat here this time next year, like, it was a lot more, it's a lot more, like, recognised that actually yeah. you don't need to go and buy golf specific stuff like you could wear that cardigan on the golf course in the clubhouse and then you can go out for dinner with your mates and still wear the same thing it's multifunctional better for the environment better for your wardrobe you know it's like it's great like what another another thing which is pretty cool now like i'll wear like trainer golf shoes or like casual style golf shoes i just kind of like wear a pair of shoes every day now and i really enjoy going out in the morning and i put on like you know 
wearing Jordan ones, golf mm. shoes, and I have my golf bag in the back, which is you know we'll chat about the single shot golf bags, yeah, which are kind of a bit of a thing right now, but it's a bit of a pencil style bag, that that kind of attitude. That's in the boot. And I just love the fact that I might be wearing a hoodie, yeah, and so forth. And I just going to know that I'm not playing golf today, mm. but I'm ready. ready for golf, yeah. which yeah. is just like mega. It's not like I've got to go home, get my spikes, get all my yeah. gear on. I just like I just love that living that life basically, and even if I don't play golf, I love that I go up mm. in the morning. I just feel like I'm a golfer in in a quite a, yeah. a, a lifestyle-y, nice kind of. Yeah, way. I mean that's what it is. Yeah. Like my wife Amy will say, you've always got to have something sporty on, like whether it's you know a golf cap or some golf shoes mixed with like a chino or either a jean. But you know that. What, it, what if you get the call? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tigers out, and uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so with my game at the moment. No, uh, but yeah, I think it's, again, it's like that comfortability, but also, yeah, like you're ready. Like, and especially with, again, like the modern way of playing golf, like I'm more than happy to jump on the tube with my clubs and go to pitch in central London in a hoodie and like with trainers on that are golf trainers yeah. and I'm ready. That's yeah, great. Though. And that's, and we you know we're going to do something at pitch, uh, which we'll, we'll mention a bit later in the pod, but like, Again, I just love the guys at pitch, like mm. Elliot and the guys, like cause it, they just get it. Yeah, they get that whole thing, like you just said there. Like the, the it's now maybe I'm a golfer and maybe I look that way, but if you if you jump on the tube with your golf clubs, just sat there, it's now not like a really weird thing. I think five ten years ago, I'd be like oh, that's a bit weird. This People still do look at you, but I quite like that. Yeah, you like you like that. You wanna, I'll be like, I'll do a what's in the bag yeah. on the central line. <laughs> well, we, you know what we're going to do that right because what I was going to do. Right now, when you talk me through your bag, and then what we're going to do, we're going to do a proper video, what's in the bag, oh, on the central God. line. You just, you teed yeah, that one up perfectly. Love it. Right, go, what's in the bag? So we've, we've got your irons, you've got the Telemade 300s. Yeah, but what, I only play half set. Half set. Okay, which clubs do you use in half set? Five, seven, nine. Okay, so you go all odds. And then what's the top end of the bag? So driver. Stealth plus. Stealth. I actually got fitted for that. Okay, right. So that's that's very like golf. You got fitted. A serious mm. stuff, which you should do with a driver, I think. If you can find the right shaft and stuff, if you can, you should do that. And then three wood? Yeah, so I was hitting, basically I didn't own a driver until I bought the Stealth. Right. So I was hitting the three wood. Okay. <laughs> and it was going like 290. <laughs> and would, would you hit the, the Stealth now, 295 or? No, three, yeah, <laughs> but nearly 300 is the Stealth. So, okay. that, you know, that's You need, you need a bigger gap here because if you go and drive a 300, yeah, three well, wood, 290, you need, it a weaker three wood, maybe. What three wood is it? M6. But M6. you know, they did the M6. You lost it up. No, it's not got a, it's a glued. glued in, but I just, I, you know, I prefer a glued in three wood is my favorite. You know, when you just love a club, yeah. like I don't really need it. Yeah. But what I really like about the three wood, and one of the reasons why I really didn't want to buy a driver is because I love the three wood off the deck. Right, get you. But now I have a seven wood. Go on, talk to me about the seven wood. Which is my new mistress. <laughs> <laughs> The new mistress. So it it has come from an unnamed source. Okay. So I'm not allowed to mention the source, but it is tour spec. Didn't get fitted for it. Yeah. The grip is backwards, which I love. Uh, Upside down. Yeah. So no reminder on it. Yeah. Round grip on it, which is quite, and it's like a grip chat, a golf pride tour uh, cord, which I don't think you can buy. I mean, I sound like I'm bragging, but it's... Oh, this sounds sick, yeah. It's, it's a nice little setup. Took it to the range yesterday. Okay. Are you allowed to uh, reveal the brand that it is? Oh, it's TaylorMade. TaylorMade it's it's the stealth yeah. form. So you, I just you're, can't... you're almost TaylorMade through the bag now, then. Okay, so... I am TaylorMade through the bag, Right, yeah. so then we're, uh, wedges? Where are we at with wedges? Because you've had a couple oh, of different yeah. kind of... So I've got, I got some wedges with the iron set. 
Right, okay. So and they've gone in the bag? They're in the, I've never felt so comfortable with wedges. Okay. And then I've actually been on the hunt to try and find two more for my dad oh, because right. he loves them so much. Right, okay. So what, so what are the wedges? Are they the Telemade 300 wedges? Yeah, I think right, so. Right, nice. They're nice. Soft feel. Yeah, they say it's an approach wedge and a sand wedge. Right, so I'm nice. just playing those two. Yeah. And I have got a two iron as well. Right. But now because of the seven wood, I'm thinking of getting a three iron. It just looks nice in the bag of a two iron. Just, it looks it's good like it. It, it, on links. If you never ever use it, someone, you see, someone, you go past someone's bag and they got a two iron, you just go, yeah. With, yeah. A, with a hazardous black shaft. Yeah. <laughs> looks like you can, you're an actual player. Yeah. And then where are we at with putters? So I got had a little blade number, right? Yeah, I got a custom made one. It's yeah. like the old Mickelson style sink. Nice. Very good if you're looking for a new putter. All custom milled. So he does full custom order. Nice. Uh, little factory in uh, Littlehampton. He actually made one oh, for Robbie as well. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, for Robbie Williams, which was a gifted one. But yeah, it's it's a real heavy head. I think it's 385 grams, so it's quite right. heavy. I love the feel of it. I used to be an awful putter, and now I actually got engraved on the bottom, sinking putts, and I've been sinking <laughs> some recently. So. Oh, this is going to be a good what's in the bag. And then what bag are you using at the moment? So I have just done a custom order on a bag. So okay. that's in the post, but it's from the US, from a brand called Tyler Golf Bags. Right. I really love single straps and I love the way mm. that they look. And I've, I was like given a Jones bag, which I kind of did like, but then had a, it had a bit of juju with it. I'd never really played well with it. I'm a okay. bit superstitious like that. Right, okay. So what I, li- and what I didn't like about it is that there wasn't enough pockets in like the slim right. style. Yeah. There was no uh, like rangefinder pocket. Okay, yeah, uh, you know, get it, you. It's, it, yeah. With those, it is like... It's too simple. Yeah. Yeah, and so at the moment I've been like gaming a Lynx bag, which I got yeah. for 20 quid off eBay, <laughs> and it is brilliant. It's, it's Lynx, so, was, that was the brand back yeah. in the day, Freddie Couples. Super hard wearing. Yeah. Um, it looks great. Because that like must black. be... That must be 20 years old, if not more. Yeah, I like yeah. I like that. Yeah. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I that's like retro. That. Yeah, again, it doesn't have a... Um, a rangefinder holder. So right. this Tyler... It wasn't rangefinders when they probably made that bag. No. Probably why, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could always do a bit of a clip on, but... Yeah. Um, it doesn't look, like it, it looks a bit messy. Yeah. I do that sometimes. I'm just never quite, never quite happy with the look of the clip on, yeah. on the bag. Yeah. So the Tyler Golf bag is coming. Okay. Uh, it's a custom made. It's I'm a full, for that. full white leather. Oh, and it's white got, leather. got pink and green stripes on. Oh, get on uh, that. Which is the colour theme. And then... Uh, I must give a shout out to the guys at the Flyers Club because they uh, sent me some stuff. So I got a Flyers Club towel, nice. tees, and uh, what they call it, personals bag. So and this video um, could be our best. What's another bag yet? Yeah, most interesting. I'm trying to give uh, John Buscemi a run for his his money. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that on Fair Game Golf. No, if you have to look that one up, ch- check it out. Yeah, he I'll also calls his five wood a mistress. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you said it on here now, so it's official. It's yours now. <laughs> you can go whistle. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. We're going to, we're definitely, definitely going to do that one. So let's, uh, let's kind of jog it along a little bit or, or actually backwards. So mm. we're just a f- couple of weeks past the um, 150th Open Championship. It was at St. Andrews, which was an amazing tournament. I thought it was one of the best Opens I've ever been at. I was lucky enough to do on-course comms and see it all unfold until Rory didn't win. That was a bit <laughs> annoying. But some of my best memories of the week uh, really did come from the Monday, Tuesday, and that revolves around all the work and the time and the event that JL put on. You had put in a, 
like, I'm sure hours of, of work yeah. and probably spoke to about a million different people having a, a, a pop-up clubhouse basically yeah. up at the Fairmont which is actually at a really nice spot because overlooking St Andrews is like best, the best view of oh, best view of St Andrews Bay I would say it's amazing isn't it up there yeah and think, got I good think, weather for it yeah I think the the Fairmont get a bit of a bad rap for being like a resort but the, the both courses are amazing mm. the views are incredible the views of on the 16th which is a par 3 downhill looking across the bay on the Kittuck course mm. probably one of the best views in golf yeah it's amazing isn't it uh, I mean I'm, I'm, maybe in the UK I would say best yeah. views in golf yeah. in the UK so yeah I mean it was it was a good week wasn't it oh, it, was, it was brilliant it, you know, we kind of arrived every, you know the guests kind of arrived we had um, glamping yeah so we had the had the, the the tents that you would get into and you had all your your JL goodie bags set out in the yeah, room. Juicy, yeah. JL beers, everything. It was proper laid on. And then there was the the vessels, which are like kind of fancy. Yeah. Like kind of film star, like film star, like caravan. Yeah, Airstreams. Yeah. Airstreams. There we go. And and obviously the, the lovely Fairmont Hotel. And then the pop up clubhouse was up on the range mm. at the. Is it called the Castle Course? I should know this. Yeah. I, I, Castle, of course. Yeah. the open, though, don't Well, know, it's uh, in between the two, really, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. Yeah, up next to the clubhouse. Anyway, so that's where it was all going off, basically. Is a, a money set up there. Yeah. All, obviously, JL branded and had the Robbie Williams collection kind of fully laid out in there and did a great job of actually organising Robbie Williams and his team <laughs> to come and stay, um, come and stay and put and be part of the event that was on the Monday, uh, along with Victor Hovland, who just recently re-signed Yes. Uh, a new contract, which is uh, new big deal. news. Yeah, new, new deal. deal. Seeing that off. And he was a lovely lad. Like, he was just, he was more than happy. I mean, it was one of, the, one of my first times kind of like hosting and presenting at an event. It was, what, 100 and, 120 people or something like that? It was a yeah, maybe good amount a of people, more, yeah. yeah. A bit more. He didn't like my wedges, though, did he? They were he the old wedges. No, he wasn't true on the wedges. So just to set a bit of context, so we get to chat to Robbie and uh, Victor before... We go up and, and yeah. meet everybody up at the clubhouse to do this. Um, well, just to set, set the scene even more, Robbie's outfit is like mental. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> so like there, there's a room that they get taken into, which has the, one of the new collections in, yeah. and there was like a piece where different people got to go in, basically spend three go into the room and spend three minutes, a bit like a film star thing, and go yeah. interview them and do some photos and stuff in well, this it, room. It depends on what they wanted. Some people exactly. wanted like sign stuff. Some people wanted to some to camera stuff. Some people wanted to. Ask him if he'd hit, ever hit a shank before. <laughs> Could you see three minutes? So they get three minutes each, right? So in and out, in and out. And then I was kind of sitting outside and then it's like, oh, Robbie's coming down. So Victor's in the room. Yeah. Then it's Robbie's coming down. So everyone's got to like clear this area. There's a bit of a procession, you know, like the team's yeah. made the call. So I was at, I was to wait because, you know, just to kind of meet. So you were so like, I'll meet Robbie and Victor beforehand. Chat to them a little bit about what we're going to ask ask them, you know, it wasn't going to yeah. be anything too intrusive. And uh, I just kind of sat at the end of this hallway Thinking, right, we're going to go up and do this golf event. We're going to do like a chipping challenge up yeah. by the clubhouse. And then Robbie just kind of walked around the corner. Like it's obviously indoors and he's <laughs> got his like big, like cool, weird, funky glass goggles on. He's got obviously got all his paraphernalia up his arm, like yeah. his bracelets and so forth. And he's just wearing this like, almost like a white gown. Yeah, it's a, kind of, well, it's a poncho. It's a, it's a rain a poncho. Big old white poncho. Yeah. That was his choice in the midsummer to to wear that. And he's just and breezing down. And pink trousers just breezing down the hallway and thinking, who is this character? It was just, it was something like, it was literally like something out of a film. Yeah. But then as soon as he, you know, puts his hand out and starts chatting to you, he's, he's, a, he's just a normal geezer, really, oh, you know. Proper normal, yeah. He just asked, you know, all sorts of regular questions, talking about his kids and yeah. and so forth. And he was, he was charming, really. Yeah, oh, I thought he was amazing. Yeah. Uh, like real props to him because I think, 
it must be not, I mean, obviously they paid the big money for it, but it must be quite difficult to turn it, always try and turn it on. There's an expectation of them all the time. Yeah, like you have to be a certain, certain character. It's the same on the shoot. Like he was amazing, really open. I mean, he like questioned me about the business a lot and was really, it seemed really genuinely interested. Whereas I think on a lot of collaborations, there's not really that depth to it. It's Mm. like, all right, there's these two parties and it's mutually beneficial for them to do something. So they do it pay it lip service and then move on. And, you know, obviously you kind of have to set your bar a little bit lower than most things because you'd never know what to expect. So I was kind of like, oh, he'll just come and he might hit a few shots and then go. But like he stayed around. Just seeing the the images of him rocking around, driving around the golf club and on his golf buggy and his pants. I think that's the most... out of the whole experience, and we had to, we had a really great week. You know, we had really great influences there. Obviously, we got to go to the the old course and watch some golf, and just we had some really. I was chilling in Robbie's room at one point when he's just in his pants singing, like. But I think <laughs> what the was most, he singing? Oh, uh, it was like some old Motown stuff. Oh, really? And I think I, I don't know if he was like thinking it about it for the new album or whatever, but he was just like yeah. getting really inspired by old Motown. Really? We just sat there yeah. chilling. Really nice, but actually the the most surreal moment, and I th- you were part of it, is we had like a line of branded buggies like waiting to take us down to the event because there was like anticipation as mm. to what's going to happen. Yeah, we hadn't actually seen how many guests were there uh, or like what the vibe was. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're at the hotel and the pop up clubhouse is a bit of a driveway, probably yeah. like half a mile, quarter yeah. mile, something like that. And we had to go like the long way round because we're at the back of the hotel. We have to go around the road, but like we just look back and there's like six golf buggies following each other. Robbie's like driving <laughs> one. Yeah, it just had he came to, like, out and take he, it in. We were like, yeah. "Oh, jump on here, you can drive." He's like, "Can I drive one?" He yeah, just, he, all it. he wanted to do was well, take control. You know, control. he doesn't have a driving license. Oh, is that right? So he was bound to drive. It was the same uh, when we did the shoot. Like we had this, you know, like the six seater ones, just like bowling around. And like <laughs> one, he's like, right, I'm going to take it for a spin and see how fast it would go because we wanted to do like a bit for like the B-roll. And uh, his security's like, shall I follow him? And I was like, how are you going to catch him up in a golf? <laughs> <laughs> he's doing uh, like trying to do donuts. And he actually brilliant. like did say, can I drive it into the pool on the shoot? <laughs> But, Brilliant, but you didn't let him do that. Hopefully, well, I said you're. You would probably be okay so. with it. I'm sure someone else would have stepped in. Yeah, and, nah, should we do something else? Well, Just I distract said, him. I said you're Robbie Williams. You do what you like. <laughs> yeah, not sure. So, that's, Bob, so. And that's a bit of a. If you want to do that, it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> also, I wasn't managing the budget for the for the shoot, so it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> it would have all been gone. Yeah, had he done that. So yeah, that, so that was that was cool. And Victor was charming. He was really good. You remember, I, I had a few questions lined up for him, mm-hmm. you know, to get him chatting. But I think I end up only needing one yeah, question. He, he was happy to talk and he was Very charming. immersed in the brand. Mm. He's obviously been very grateful that we've supported him from day you know, one, from day one yeah. from when he was an amateur in college. Shout out to like our US president, Scott, like finding these, finding the talent. Same with Nelly. Like he's got a way of, of doing Good it. Good people though, isn't they? That's, that's really, that, that's yeah. two real likable, oh, um, proper golf people. I mean, Nelly is a superstar, isn't she? Well, I mean, yeah. we text about it a lot, but she's I mean, like, it's, it's a joke really. Nelly's golf swing is, um, if, if, if anyone ever yeah. follows me on social media, she's my favourite swing in golf. Yeah. It's a joke. There's just nothing that can go wrong with it. But from a technical standpoint, yeah. from the flow, from the fact that it works because she's, you know, well, number one, mm. that sort of stuff. Like it's, it's a joke. And then she did that video recently of a left-handed swing, which is probably my second favourite girl swing in golf. Yeah, it's a, it's a goal to be able to do that. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's a superstar. So I think 
you know, we we get approached a lot about players and ambassadors, which you are one of. And I think what's what also sets us apart is that we're not like a scattergun. It's very much like this is curated. Mm-hmm. This is well thought out. There's, you know, a certain market that that person hits and also they're the right personality for us as a brand. Like, I mean, Amy, my wife, said that using the word family in a company is like actually not the best thing to use. So I would say it's more like a community. Why, why is that? She said it's like, uh, I can't remember the word that she used now, but she said it's actually quite negative, like a negative right. way because the, obviously a family dynamic can sometimes be quite difficult. You're yeah. bonded by blood, aren't you? Yeah. So kind of, you have to kind of put up with these people. Yeah. And could, could it get a little bit us and them, I suppose? Yeah. Could it get a bit like you're outside, of, you can't get into a family, can you? You're, no. you're, in, you're in or out of it, aren't you? Yeah, whereas I think a community like what I've found and having been in a couple of different sports like football, running and golf, the golf community is the most welcoming and understanding of everyone's uniqueness. So I think, you know, like we're even talking at the moment about changing the sport Instagram handle to be in the community handle because I feel like we are a community. Whether we work here, we're an ambassador like that or so yeah i think it's um it's good we we've got some good profiles yeah that's, that's, that's sick it's kind of like one of the points I had down here was like talking about the vision of the game but i think that kind of like explained it really nicely there yeah and I, you know i've never really thought about it that way that yeah actually when you come into golf it's well i've thought about it that way because golf is it is actually really diverse and there's so many ways that you can consume it mm. and use it and play it and be a part of it. Whereas I guess some other sports, maybe not the case because it's no. maybe a little bit more, bit more narrow. Yeah. What it is. Whereas golf, you, you know, has that beauty of being like young, old male, female, whatever background you're from. Yeah. There's a place for you in it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, not just harp on it because it's here, but it's definitely, I think this, this place, JL is an expression of that. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's the ethos that we try and live by, you know, bridging that gap between like a lifestyle and sport like why can't it just be a lifestyle you know and that's it's all intertwined like you're saying about you're waking up you're putting your jordans on that's your life yeah that's your lifestyle and golf you know is a part of that it's not separate from it sometimes i get the question and someone will say a bit like you're always like wearing like golf shoes or some golf gear which obviously golf gear is a bit more wide now yeah i was thinking always think I i can't understand it i'm thinking but I'm a golfer. That's my wardrobe. <laughs> I'm a golfer. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, exactly. Funny question. Yeah, yeah. But like, obviously, uh, but golf wear now is different to what it was like 10, 12 years ago. Which is, which is, yeah, it's not like you're walking thing. around the shopping centre yeah. in your spikes. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, again, if that could be a play that would get some attention. I mean, I have got a couple of go. vintage sets of Addies at home. If you want, <laughs> I like it. Well, maybe wear your spikes when we do the <laughs> what's in the bag on the central line tube. That would be absolutely <laughs> mustard. It. So just a, a, you may or may not have one. We normally do it on the pod every week and we call it the head's gone. Yeah. Is there anything in golf that's happened recently or in your life, but preferably in golf, there's been a bit of a head gone for you? I'm going to say more in life because Amy, my wife, told me off about it the other day. I really cannot stand, and I'm trying to work on it, when pedestrians are walking on the road. Like, they've, they've got somewhere to walk. It's a road. <laughs> so my head goes. I'm with you there. I don't Someone actually called me a wanker the other day because they were walking in the road and I told because them. Because you called him a wanker. No, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't derogatory. Yeah. I didn't say anything. Yeah. I just said, it's a road. <laughs> and 
And when you drive away from that, you're like, what? Yeah. How well, Amy I? did. Amy did say, "Well, you are a wanker <laughs> for saying something," but it's also um, like that's good. That it is a road, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna. I'm trying to work on it. You're trying to. Work I also on have it. quite an aggressive car, so that. People yeah. think you're... Yeah, that is a problem if you have a noisy car. People just... They just you're like, I'm not even trying things. to, like, yeah. rev it, but it's yeah. just got a loud engine, so... Yeah. That's not my problem. Yeah, yeah, but, I, uh, yeah. I, I hear you there. I mean, but, I mean, not now, but when I was, a, you know, much younger, in my younger times, having, like, had a, had a Subaru Impreza, and it was just loud. Yeah. But people would just presume you're speeding. Yeah. Like, if you had to pull out around the parked car, and there's a car coming towards you, and there's plenty of space. Yeah. You just get, like, you, you get, like, the like the wanker signs at you. Like, yeah. I'm just... Driving normally, like yeah. it yeah. comes with the tariff. It's a price, yeah. It's a price you pay, and you do know yeah, that, don't you? Yeah. But any um, any any other little pieces you wanted to chat about, or have we have we covered most things? Oh, let's talk about um, some upcoming stuff. We've got some pretty cool ideas coming to yeah, coming yeah. to the fray. So we got um, hopefully beginning of September. Can we drop this in there? Yeah. Eighth of September. 8th get this September. right. Having a uh, using pitch. Pitch. Yeah. And the pitch can have some some cool brands come in. Use yeah. the place. Well, it's a, it basically it's a. I would say it's my vision of modern golf through the lens of of JL. Brilliant, so, love it, love um, it. We'll have like a, a shoppable showroom uh, of our new fall winter collection, which is you know there's some really nice pieces in there. We'll probably pick two color sc- stories, both for men and women. Obviously, partnering with you guys. Hopefully, I think a lot of events do live pods, but there's yeah. not really that much interaction. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we've got a bit of a concept that makes it a little bit more interactive, I would so hope. Be a bit of bear tiger podding, that'd be yeah. fun. Then we have a guy who is going to bring multiple sets of vintage clubs that people can hit, and he'll give a bit of an education around them. They're there for people to buy if they would like to buy them. Uh, and then we're just partnering with some other cool brands that I think are doing either really good in the game or it's like the, the modern vision of the game who have either products or lifestyle stuff so yeah hopefully it's like a bit of a curation around like the vision for the game and where it's going and giving some of these brands a bit more of like a pedestal into a different or like a, a true golfer market not just like a mm. consumer market yeah i like it i mean even if it wasn't down there in more physical capacity that's definitely an event that i would go to and pictures are cool being you to go yeah, and hang well, out it's at. perfect picture pitch is perfect for it you know, and it all works well. And again, like they've been super helpful yeah. in accommodating us. So got a shout out to them. Nice. So, all right. So that's going to be on September 8th. We'll, there'll be more going out about that. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And then we'll, we'll come up. I'm sure there's going to be some extra little spin off ideas. And we, we were chatting about some stuff before we started yeah. recording. So, well, we always go rogue, don't we? Yeah. That's going to be, it, there'll be something added in at last minute that completely wasn't thought about. Oh, shit, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Like so. a brand dinner in the tent that was decided on the Tuesday night. <laughs> Is that right? Open. Is yeah. that what happened? Yeah, the CEO, it was like pretty much the first time he'd seen the scent and it was uh, the tent, sorry. And it was proper popping off. Like Elliot, who is the co founder of Pitch, was DJing for us and it was, you know, he was he was giving it some. And uh yeah, the CEO pulled me to the side, he goes, What about doing the brand dinner in here tomorrow night? And I said, mate, if I'm pulling a rabbit out of my ass, it's gonna cost you. <laughs> He was like, it's fine. You just did it. <laughs> and we did it, yeah. Oh, so that's awesome. Cause I, I, I kind of missed the dinner part of it. So yeah. I, I was out doing some work, doing some BBC work down at the course. And I obviously rushed up afterwards because I wanted to kind of catch a bit of the dinner. And it just looked, it looked amazing, you yeah. know, how, how it was all laid out and everything. And then obviously I arrived, see you outside and you were like, oh, do you want some food? And you went off and there was like 
couple of pieces of beef on the plate and yeah. I was like kind of there was no knife and fork so I was like picking up my hands <laughs> it was lovely meat though don't I right, did, he did a bit of a disservice he did 95, two, two courses 95 covers out the back of a food truck that's, that's unbelievable like that's superhero yeah that's cool that what was that what was it called thistle? smoke and thistle smoke yeah. and thistle yeah that was yeah. really 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 cool that was a good job that and then yeah the whole vibe of that party was great wasn't it because Elliot obviously did an amazing job yeah. on the first night and then the it's second evening got spoony well, second evening, I mean, we rocked up thinking we've had such a great night last night. Everyone's probably a bit hungover, you know, like, can, can anyone do this two nights in a row? And, um, you know, because Elliot done such a good job and everyone done such a good job. And then there was like a moment, like, kind of early on, I was thinking the vibe is unbelievable in here. Yeah. And it was just like, um, I've been telling people, and it was just, it was quite loud. It was early and it was like, the music was loud. So we tried to rehab the shout to talk to somebody in the, in the, well, we did get an upgraded sound system. Is that what it was? Yeah. And it was just like, just really kicking off. And obviously Spoonie's in there doing his thing and he's great at that sort of thing. He just, you know, gets he's, people going, he's yeah. top boy, isn't he? And there was like a little moment. I think Rob kind of went over to the booth and just said to him, like, can, like, can you know, turn it down? I remember just seeing Spoonie just kind of like, you're looking down at the decks, just looked up, and just shook his head and went, <laughs> no. <laughs> he, was in the DJ. Yeah. he was off. And that was yeah. it. He's like, come on the mic. I don't do requests. But yeah. don't worry, I'll look after you. And oh, it was it was good. Last song, yeah. <laughs> he was looking, he was looking for it for ages because I didn't get him the right C- CDJs. So I do. I will apologise publicly for that, Spoonie, if you are listening. Yeah, but yeah. he was searching maybe for over a minute, and there was like suspense, and then he just dropped in the club, <laughs> and the tent was like I thought the roof was going to fall. Yeah, off. the tent started bouncing. <laughs> yeah. which was oh, it was great. It was brilliant. But that's you know it's all one of the the, the great pieces of. Um, of what you've done and, and everybody at jail's done. So that's pretty cool. And there's loads more to come. And we're mega excited for the um, the event on the September 8th. Yeah. And there's probably about a million things we need to get into. I want to talk more golf, but we haven't got time. We've been running on for an hour now. So yeah, we'll wrap it up there, mate. Really enjoyed chatting to you. Let's chat again, do it more. And um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Shout out to the Bear Tiger Club. <laughs> there it is. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yeah. Cheers, guys. <laughs>